morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? I think it's very appropriate to sing that and to believe that 
uh, when we look at the creation that God has made, and uh, we have up here, we have Hadley, and we're going to have a baptism, and once again, we'll be able to exclaim, good God Almighty for what he has done in baptism. As we do that, just, to, just a reminder, why baptism? Uh, the Bible teaches us many different things, but I'm going to share with you three things in particular that are very important when it comes to baptism. Number one, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and that the wages of sin would be death. Secondly, God didn't want that. He didn't want death to separate us from him forever. So he sent his son Jesus to come to this earth and he lived a perfect, perfect life and then he suffered, died, and rose again for, well, for all of us. And the third part is when Jesus was getting ready to ascend into heaven, he had people around him like this, and he gave them the orders, marching orders for the church. And we find it in Matthew chapter 28, where Jesus said these words, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you, and surely I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. So it's a command, but also a promise. Because you hear those last, last words, right? I'll be with you always to the end of the earth. And that's what is the gift that's going to be given to Hadley this morning. And one of the traditions in the Christian church is to ask godparents to well, to kind of stand up here today, but also to be there for Hadley throughout her life. And really, your job, your ministry is spiritual in nature. You get to pray for her. You get to encourage mom and dad to make sure that Hadley stays close to Jesus throughout her life. You get to model the Christian faith. And then I, I sometimes challenge Godparents, remember this day. Everyone's going to remember her birthday, but her baptism day. And maybe remind her whether it's a phone call, you know, a text, a gift or something, and just tell the story of what God did and that you were there for her. So if you're willing to take on this very important spiritual um, blessing, then answer, I will with God's help. I will with God's help. Thank you, and God bless you as you do this for Hadley. As we have the baptism, Hadley's going to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. A beautiful summary of this God is found in the Apostles' Creed. So if I could have that Apostles' Creed up on the screens, and let's share this out loud together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Head over. Hadley June Zarnak, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
And may God who brought you into his family keep you safe in his loving arms forever and ever. Amen. All right, let's do this. What a sweetie. She is stretching. And word has it, she's just a doll, right? <laughs> all the time. All the time. And she's going to be like this all the way through, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> so when you get to the twos, what do they call the twos? <laughs> Terrible twos. We're going to warn you. <laughs> it's about that time where they start exhibiting their will. They'll learn the word no. They'll also say the word mine. <laughs> a lot of these things they're going to start doing. And just a reminder. So that's why I think it's a beautiful thing when people like us can come together for her. And as she keeps growing in her faith, uh, our prayer is that she would get to know Jesus and that Jesus would keep changing her life every day. So let's pray. Good and gracious God, thank you again for, well, the, the gift of life. And what a, what a cutie. What a beautiful creation that you've made. But we also thank you for this new life that has been given to her because of your grace and love. Thank you for bringing her into your family. And Lord, we pray your blessing upon her that she would grow closer and closer to you every day. So thank you again, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. So far, so good. She is just... The way it works is if she's good like this, I hold her until she changes. <laughs> or needs a change, in other words. You know what I mean by that. Uh, this is a, uh, a symbolical reminder of what Jesus said about himself. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And we want the light of Jesus to shine brightly in her and through her throughout her life. So maybe on this day, light the candle, tell her what happened, show her some pictures, and let her um, celebrate the gift of grace that God has given. So I'm going to give her back. And one of the things that we do now, and if you want to cover her ears, you might, we're going to stand and applaud because whenever God does a great thing, we're going to give thanks. So would you please stand and let's rejoice in what God just has done. Way to go. All right. You could make your way off the stage if you would take that. All right, like to uh, ask the Honorable uh, Ed Disco to come out here. You got something you want to tell us about? You're in the house. I do, I do, uh, thank you. Um, there are many uh, opportunities to serve at 1C. One of the mission opportunities that you see is this great band up here that does a wonderful job every, every Sunday for two services. There are uh, many other ways to uh, serve or be part of the mission opportunities here at 1C. One of the things that I do is I'm a member of a Bible study that meets on Thursday mornings at uh, 5.45 in the morning. Closer. Pretend it's an ice cream cone. Okay. At, or a snow cone? Yeah, snow cone. Oh, at, yeah. Commercial. At, uh, anyway, uh, at we are, I'm one of, uh, one of the mission opportunities that I partake in is a Bible study that meets at 5.45 on Thursday mornings. It's been a great opportunity for me to grow as a Christian and to be able to apply scripture and some of the books that we read to our everyday life that enables us to really carry out his mission for us. As a group, we decided that we wanted to uh, host 
what we're going to call a BroBQ, which is an opportunity to just meet with some of the men in that Bible study and explore some of the opportunities that uh, exist here at 1C to uh, partake. So we'll be having some burgers, some brats, and some libations, uh, and able us to just get together in a communal effort to uh, uh, further the uh, message and the mission of God. So uh, if you feel the urge, please feel free to join us. It's going to be on August 17th at 6 p.m., and uh, if you stand by for some other information that I think will probably be published. Yep. And a brobecue? A brobecue. That was, I believe, your words, but yeah. I liked them. We won't blame anybody, but the person's over here. He doesn't want to claim it, but bro as in brothers yes. barbecue. So we'll have fun. Don't laugh. It's really serious, you know. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll see you then. Yeah, give him applause. All right, let me go through some other announcements really quickly. Um, August 21st, it's a Sunday, and we did this last year. It's called Backpack Blessings. Now, whether you have a backpack or not, if you're a student on any level, any level, we'd love for you to come forward at the kids' message time, and we want to pray a blessing on you on this next year of schooling. If you are part of the staff at any of our schools, um, after we do that, we're, we're going to have you stand as well, and we're going to pray for you because it's always a journey, and I'll just, I remember what I put my teachers through, and so um, I'm very thankful for all that you do, and uh, so that'll be the 21st, so be thinking that way. We're also going to do a gathering of items for teachers, and there's a list of that, um, it was up on the screen. It's also on our website. Feel free to take a look at that. You could bring those in, and we'll make sure we get those to the teachers. We also have Exploration, which is August 24th. It's a Wednesday. And we're going to start the season off by having a meal, a time of worship, and then we'll have different studies where you can go and you can have an orientation and find out what are we studying. As you're going to hear today in the sermon, my prayer for all of us is that we would learn to take God's word more serious than ever before. And one of the ways to do it is to come together with other people and study, study God's word. So be thinking about it August 24th for people of all ages, all right? Uh, what else do we have? Here we have, I wanted a flyer and I got like a nice big post, poster board here. Um, we're going to be hosting on August 6th and also August 7th uh, what's called either Club Fights for Christ or Girl Fight, uh, Fight Fest. It's going to be here. And the reason I'm bringing that up, not just because it's here, the proceeds are going to go for a gal who's a senior at one of our high schools here who has had a really hard time with her health. And so the proceeds are going to go. So it would be, be fun for you to come, but it, you can come for a purpose as well. And so tickets are available. You could stop at Next Steps and get those tickets, uh, whether it's this week or, um, you know, throughout the week, you can give us a call. We'd love for you to be a part of that. I think that's it for announcements. Let's continue to worship.
As we continue our worship service, we're going to have a time for Holy Communion. It's a time where we celebrate a gift that God has given. I uh, want to walk you through a little bit of, of that, and then we're going to go into confession and absolution. 
Here at 1C, we believe that this is bread and wine, but also the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. So if that's what you believe, we'd love for you to join us in this celebration that'll take place in just a moment. But one of the things that we're told to do as well is we should examine ourselves. In other words, we should reflect on our sinful condition and our need for his mercy and grace. And so what we do is we have a profession that we're going to put up on the screens. And we ask you to join us as we profess what we believe about our sin, about Jesus, about this gift of communion, and our life in him. So let's have that up on the screen. Let's share this out loud together. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine. I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. I resolve to dedicate my life to the service of my Lord in his body, the church, by regular group worship, study of God's word, cheerful giving, thankful living, and sharing the gospel with others. There's a lot in there, and I pray that God would grant us the faith to believe and to live according to his word. Just one more reminder before we take communion, and I want you to hold on to this more than anything. Because of Christ, and only because of Christ, your sins are forgiven. No matter how big and no matter how many, when we lay them at the, the foot of the cross, when Jesus said, it is finished, it, it really means the payment for that sin has been taken care of. So here we are today, forgiven and renewed and loved. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread. And after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. And as we continue now with the celebration of Holy Communion and the distribution of it, if you have those individual communion sets, feel free to receive those elements, believing that it is the body and blood of Jesus for your forgiveness. And if you're going to come forward for continuous communion, as you do so, if you desire to have either gluten-free or grape juice, please let the server know. May this be a time of true celebration as we remember that these are God's gifts for all of God's people. Amen.
And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for mission, for ministry, all for the glory of God. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we lift up our prayers to you this morning from our 1C family. A prayer for Becky as she is experiencing health issues. Prayers for the sick and the people that have no money, for ever, all our loved ones that have died. Please pray for a friend that has cancer. A prayer that I stay healthy and stay out of the hospital. Heavenly Father, today I want to pray for strength and comfort for my father, father-in-law. He's been in the hospital fighting. Please also let me have faith in you as I make a career change and let me come to know you better. Heavenly Father, you are good. You are God. You are almighty. You have got all our cares, our worries, our sorrows and trials in your hands. All we need to do is trust in you, nothing else. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hello, everybody. It's me, George One-Eyed Monkey. Hello. Kids, will you come sit down on floor? Because George have special thing today. Yes, sirree. I have been trying for almost 24 hours and I feel like I'm on the verge of a breakthrough. Yes, come sit. Here we go. George, continue task. Hello, sky! Sun? Sun? Universe, speak to me! Okay, kids, maybe you help me. We're all going to George? shout to the sky. Oh! <gasps> It's hi, my friend, hi, George. It's my friend Brian. Kids, say hi to Brian. Hi. Jo Brian, perfect timing because I have been trying to call the sky and get it to speak to me for a long time. So can I borrow your cell phone? Um, yeah, just let uh, me borrow okay. it quick. W what do you need it for? Well, I want to call the sky. Oh, oh you're going to call the get sky? Get your phone out. Do you know the number? Do you know the number? Uh, I do not know the number. Okay, try seven. Um, okay, seven. Did that work? I, I, I'll, I'll try. No. It, 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 yeah, it okay, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. One, eight hundred, um, okay, okay, universe, George, universe, George. Brian, George. try universe. <sighs> okay, I'll try, I'll try. The U is like a six or something. Um, U, oh, okay. U, uh, do you know how to use your phone, Brian? Uh, yeah, but George, honestly, I don't know if that's going to work. What? Uh, <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to do, George? <laughs> Brian, I feel like this is getting hopeless because, you see, well, last week in church, pastors say, read Psalm 19. So, good George, go and 
try to read Psalm 19. Okay. Yeah. But then what happens here is I get to verse 4 and I cannot continue because, well, the, the verses were saying that the heavens and the sky pour out speech. That it goes through the whole earth and that it says the night reveals knowledge, Brian. Knowledge from the night sky. So I stay up all night. <sighs> and no knowledge come from stars, nothing. And then I keep waiting for the sky to speak to me, but <sighs> nothing. And now I feel like maybe that random verse 3 that felt so random at first might be true. It was saying that there is no speech. There are no words. Just whose voice is not heard. So, Brian, I'm confused. Okay, well, George, let me see if I can help you. Okay. Um, let me think about it real fast. Um, okay. Okay, so maybe this psalm is trying to say that God created the heavens and day and the night to show his beauty and power. And since the whole earth can see the sky and, yeah. the, like, you know, maybe his message reaches everyone through his creation. Did, did I lose you? I'm going to be honest, Brian. I think yeah. you lost all of us. Oh, okay. Um, let me try Let's something Let's be else. real. Okay, so, George, Yo. have you ever made something for someone that you cared about just think, um, something you put all of your heart and soul into just to make it just right. Hmm. You got an idea? Yes, I do. Okay, One what is time it? in school, we make candle for our moms on Mother's Day. That's so sweet. I spent, I am very sweet, Brian. <laughs> I spend weeks and weeks saving up my earwax. And I had to go an extra week because I started snacking on it. And well, anyway, I got my candle done. And Brian, my mom loved it so much. She said that she keep it in her office at work. And when she sees that beautiful candle, she think of George. That, that's, that's really nice, George. I am nice. Yeah. <laughs> like that, Brian? Yeah. Okay, just, just please don't make me a candle of earwax. Or, or anybody Don't else. Don't knock it till you yeah. try it, Brian. I mean, right, kids? Uh, okay. Anyway, so, yeah, something like that, George, is what I was talking about. Okay. Um, I think that it's similar to God making the universe for us. He showed his love for us in making the sky and day and the night. Okay. And all of his creation. And it shows us a glance at how powerful he is, too. Whoa. Brian! You are a mind-boggling, glimmering, genius land, merman. Uh, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Because I get it now, I think. God speak to us that way, make us see and feel his power. And Brian, maybe God, don't, God not just speak to us through creation. God speak to us through his word in the Bible. Right, Brian? He speak to us through those messages too, yeah? Yeah, that's, that's right, George. So God speaks to us in his word in a way that the stars never could. Whoa. We should learn the word then, Brian, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. well, I got a good idea. How about you, Brian, me, George, and kids, we all learn Psalm 19, verse 1. Okay. So we have God's word message in our heart. All right, sounds good. Okay, let's do it. Um, okay, so... Okay. What uh, do we do first? So I'll, I'll count us off, the three, two, one, okay? And okay. then we'll say the verse. 
Okay. Well, you gotta maybe teach it. Go, maybe we'll say. Oh, it's we it's up on the screen, isn't it? Well. Yes. Okay. So that's right, right. just you and me, Brian. See, there's me. There's you. Uh, you see it? You see it under under? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. Okay. So you ready? teach it to us. Okay, okay. So it goes like this. Ready? Okay. Three. Three, two, two, one. One. Okay. The, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Psalm 19, 1. That's good. Yeah? You guys want to say it with us? Okay? Yeah. This time we're going to say it in slow motion. So Ooh. really, really slow. Okay? That's a fun game, Brian. Ready? Okay, okay. Slow mo. Three, two, one. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Psalm 19. Whoa, that was fun. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ready? Ready? We're gonna do. We're gonna do it super speed this time. Ready? Fast. Ready? Ready? Yes. 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 Okay. I'm ready? 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 Okay. okay. There's your one. Okay. The, the heavens, heavens declare the glory, the glory of God, God and, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Psalm 19. That, that was me, right? It was me. No, it was me, me. wasn't it? Me. It was me. <sighs> oh, see, All I right, have. I have some good friends. Okay. That was um, fun. Now what? This time, I think we should try it on one foot. That's not very funny, Mr. <laughs> Brian. You know I'll I don't have a lot of use I'll help you, okay? Okay, I'll help you. Okay. You're going to help me? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, I'll, hold, I'll hold three of them. Ready? Oh, three. So you're going to leave one. Okay. Yes. Ready? Oh, this looks three, very weird. Two, okay. one. The, the heavens declare the glory of God. And, and the, the sky, sky above declares his handiwork. Psalm 19.1. Wow, that okay. was very intimate. I'm sorry, George. I feel like um, we are very good friends now. Yeah. Not a lot of people have done that to me. I just got to say. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. Well, Brian, that was very <laughs> fun. And kids, let's thank Brian for helping us today. Let's thank George. I mean, you know, who else makes candles? Oh, wow. Uh, thank you. Earwax candles. Okay. You know? Kids, you can go back to your seats, and I will teach Brian how to make candles out of earwax. Come on, Brian. Let's go. Okay. okay. <laughs> Bye. Okay, kids, you can make your way back. And as they do, uh, we are in week two of a series entitled summer psalms last week we looked at psalm 8 this week we're going to look at psalm 19 next week drum roll we're going to look at psalm 23 so in it in advance of next week read psalm 23 a couple times you know you probably heard it a couple different times in your life whether um, maybe at a funeral maybe in church for other things but today we're going to look at psalm 19 and I really want to focus in on a very, very important word that David tells us. And he shares us this word, and it's not just a word, it's a concept. And as I've told you before, the Old Testament is written in Hebrew, and there are times when we look at a Hebrew word and we cannot, with our 
English language or any language, come up with a one-word definition. We just don't. So the word that we're going to look at is the word chavad. Kind of fun. You can clear your throat and say it at the same time. Chavad. And here, here's the meaning. And the first couple words are going to be things like, well, wait, that's not what I think it, it, it means. Because you look at the second set of definition and you'll go, that's better. But here are the words. Importance, weight, deference, or heaviness. But primarily, chavad means glory, respect, honor, and majesty. But that first set, when I looked up this Hebrew word and looked in the dictionary and it said those words like importance and weight and deference or heaviness, I was like, well, how does that, how does that fit? I've always heard it as the word glory. And then I have this kind of image in my mind of what glory means and what it looks like. So I let my mind wander a little bit, just trying to figure out what, what could this really be getting at. And it brought me back to about 1971. And uh, if anybody knows the uh, NBA, National Basketball Association, around that year, there was a basketball player that probably was one of the best in the league and it play, he played for the Milwaukee Bucks. Anybody know his name? Back? Nope, not Michael Jordan. Milwaukee Bucks, that would have been great if he would have been on the Milwaukee Bucks. Anybody know? Say it louder. No, not Kobe Bryant. He's good. He'd be great. Yes, Kristen. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Anybody ever hear of his name? Some of you have. Anybody, this is a bonus question. If I had a gift, I'd give it to you. What was his name before Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Silence? Come on. Thank you very much. Lou Alcindor. And here's where the story goes. Here I am. My dad uh, was a police officer, and he was able to get me to go to the game. It was really fun. But after the game, he said, Jim, come with me. So we make our way back, and we go back into, like, the back area. It's the locker room area. And he says, stand right here. The players will be coming out. And so I had a piece of paper, and I had a pen, and I'm just, I'm just as excited as can be. So all the players were coming out, and finally, Lou Alcindor comes walking out. And just picture this short little boy. I don't know if I was... 10, year, 10 years old at the point, and, and I'm going like this. He looks down at me, and he says, what you want? And I couldn't even get the words out. I'm, I just hold it up to him like this. Now, why was I doing that? Importance, weight, heaviness. I was feeling like this moment was like something else. And I was really looking up to him. Now, today we live in a world where there's a lot of looking up to when it comes to sports figures, actors and actresses, musicians. I mean, there's a lot of moment where people give a lot of importance to these things. And it's kind of fun too, right? But the thing I find pretty amazing 
is when we think about these people, sometimes they're good at just like the one thing. Now, once in a while, you'll find an athlete that can play a couple different sports and be very good at it. But for the most part, people get to be known for like one thing. Today, we're going to talk about the importance, the weight, the deference, or the heaviness of God in all his totality. And the truth is, we're not going to be able to explain it in our time together today. Quote, the glory of God is beyond our comprehension, and the only time and the only place we're ever going to get to see all of it is when we get to heaven. And until then, we get little pictures, little glimpses, and we are blessed beyond measure. One of the things that I believe that we, we learn from Psalm 19 is this truth. It's not about me. We live in a world where that's the message that the world tells you, that it is about you. It's about what you want or your perspective or your attitudes. And yet Psalm 19 and all of the scriptures tell us something different. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to take you on a little journey of on the journey of scripture. If you've heard me say this before, I believe that God has given us the Bible, the inspired, inerrant word of God, to teach us and show us who God is, how he loves, and the desires he has for his children. And I still stand by that. But the main purpose of the Bible is to point to the glory of God. From Genesis and the creation account to revelation and the end of time and this new heaven thing that's going to be glorious. All of that that's found in the scripture is to glorify God. The rest of it is a really good byproduct, right? We could learn some really good things about us and living together, working together. But ultimately, the Bible points to the glory of God and who he is. Now, I'm going to prove that by just going through several different verses really quick or several, several different areas. So example, in Isaiah chapter 43, we hear that we are created for his glory. Psalm, I'm sorry, Isaiah 49, we, uh, God called Israel, that little nation, not for their glory, not to make them important, but for his glory. Psalm 106, God rescued Israel from Egypt for his glory. Romans chapter 9, God raised up Pharaoh to show his power and glory, even over somebody as powerful as Pharaoh. Ezekiel chapter 20, God spared Israel in the wilderness for his glory. Second Samuel 7, God uh, gave victory in Canaan for the glory of his name. 1 Samuel 12, God didn't cast away his people for the glory of his name. Ezekiel chapter 36, God restores the people from exile. Why? For his glory. John chapter 7, Jesus glorifies the Father in all things. Matthew 5 and 1 Peter 2, we are to do good works. Why? Because it's a good thing to do? No, we do them for his glory. John chapter 14, God answers prayers 
so that God may be glorified. John 12 and John 17, Jesus endures suffering for the glory of God. And I'll just tell you, as a kid growing up, when I would have this picture of Jesus being on a cross, Jesus going through the betrayal, the arrest, being beaten and put on a cross and in a tomb, I had a hard time picturing that there was anything good about it. But ultimately, the purpose that Jesus went through all of that was to glorify God and to bless people like you and me. But again, it points to the fact that it is to glorify God. Romans 3, God gave his son to vindicate the glory of his righteousness. In other words, to make things right again. John 16, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is for the glory of God. 1 Peter chapter 4, serve in a way that will glorify him. 2 Thessalonians 1, Jesus is coming again to bring us home, yes, but ultimately for the glory of God. John 17, Jesus' ultimate aim for us is that we see and glorify him. Habakkuk chapter 2, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God like the waters cover the sea. And that's an image, right? If you've ever been on the ocean or looking at a really big lake and you just see all that water, it's going to be more than that. Or how about Romans 11? Everything that happens is for the glory of God. Revelation chapter 21, the glory of God replaces the sun. The sun is pretty awesome. I don't know what you thought about yesterday. Today I'm not, you know, I've been inside, but yesterday I got to enjoy beautiful sun. Not really high humidity, not really high temperature. You can kind of sit out there and just enjoy it. And the glory of God is better than that. So, Psalm 19. We're going to go over this quickly, and I want to encourage you to read Psalm 19 again. I think it's going to help you. We're going to look at it in three different settings, so to speak. As David is writing this, he wants people like you and me to understand that creation points to the glory of God. It does. The word of God points to the glory of God, and that God desires that you and me would do everything for the glory of God. So let's walk through this. All right, the first one is God reveals his glory in nature. Um, in, the, in the Lutheran church, I remember, like, for confirmation, as we teach our young people, we talk about the natural knowledge of God. When we go outside and we see the beauty, we sometimes get that glimpse that there is somebody bigger than us that must have done something so that we can have this. That's the natural knowledge of God. And David now paints that picture, starting in verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. The expanse of God's creation is awesome. And all of this that has been created 
is for what purpose? Who could tell me? For the glory of God. And I was thinking about it, right? So, yes, a mountain, we could look at that and say that's the glory of God, but we'll just say from a mountain to a molehill, from a great lion to, <coughs> I don't know, something really little and insignificant and not powerful. I mean, the whole thing, all of that is pointing to the glory of God. All creation declares it. It is screaming it out loud that there is a creator. And here's where I want to challenge you and I'll challenge you at the end as well. I think we would, do, we would do well if we would start focusing on the creator more than the creation. Look at the creation, celebrate the creation, but then remember and think about there is a creator whose name is God who created all of these things. And all these things declare the praises of him. All right, so that's point number one. Second point is God reveals his grace in his word specifically. And confirmation, we teach this as the revealed knowledge of God. You see, God up in the heavens knew that just by looking at a tree or sitting on a lake, we're not going to get the whole story. We'll get the story that says somebody bigger than us created things, but there's something very important that we need to know, and it's this idea of grace. And maybe you've learned it, right? Taking the word grace and attributing a letter for each word. God's riches at Christ's expense. Looking at a tree, you will not know that. So God says, I'm going to give this world my Bible, the inspired, inerrant word of God, so they can know how much love I have for them that I sent my own son. Now David, as he's going through this, remember, David understands the Old Testament. He doesn't understand the Gospels. He doesn't understand Paul and his writings. But he understands all the other scriptures that he's reflecting on. And he uses some words and describes them, I think, in a beautiful way. So example, the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. Now, I made those capital. It, it's not in the original language. I just want you to see these different uh, descriptions of this word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. So whichever word you want to use, but this idea that God is speaking in commandments and law and judgments and testimony. I mean, he's painting this really great picture for you and for me. And what does he want us to do? He says this in verse 10. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Back when our kids were little and we would have Halloween, they would go out and they'd get all this candy. And I was really happy, especially if they brought home Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Some of you know that's my favorite. But what my wife would do 
every year, while they're ready to jump in and just start eating that candy and get all kind of hyper and stuff like that, she would say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. And she would share this scripture. That as sweet as this candy is, it really pales in compared to the word of God. And I don't know about you, it's not always easy to remember that. Because the world puts all sorts of enticing things in front of us and says, this is really good. And God's word is just there and it's solid, it's beautiful, it's deep, it's rich. And God's desire is that we would dig into that and find out how sweet it is. And here's verse 11. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them there is great reward. So simply put, when you disobey God's word, be careful. It's dangerous. When you listen to God's word and when you follow God's word, there is a blessing that comes as a result of it. So understand that difference as we live in this world today. All right, so remember, creation declares God, right? The word of God reveals this grace thing. And then thirdly, God reveals his glory and grace through me. David says it this way. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. And then he says this. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And here's my challenge. And I really want you to take this serious. I know you're probably thinking, oh, it's, oh, oh my goodness, it's 12 o'clock, right? You might have other things to do today. But somewhere through the week, would you please do a couple things? Number one, notice the creation, but give thanks to the creator. Whatever creation you want to look at, but then say, okay, God, you're, you're the cr creator. I give you thanks for that. Number two, Spend more time in the word of God. Get to know his law, his precepts, his testimony, what he has to say. Get to know the salvation story where in Jesus we are forgiven. Read that more than you've ever read it before. Digest it because it is sweet. And then thirdly, be willing to pray this, Lord. I want your glory and your grace to be evident through me. In my relationships with my family, my friends, my coworkers, my classmates, I want to demonstrate your glory, your grace in a more profound way than ever before. So would you do that this week? Would you let the Holy Spirit prompt you to look at the creation and give thanks to the Creator? to spend more time in the word of God than you've ever done before. And thirdly, be willing to be the conduit of his Holy Spirit to work in you and through you, even in spite of you, to demonstrate his glory and his grace. Amen? Okay, that means the ser sermon's over. That means you can stand up. And I'm going to give you a blessing. Then we're going to sing a song. And then you get to go out and share that glory and grace of God.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. for you. 
Sunday, everybody.